Welcome to the Mindful Mondays podcast, weekly reflections and meditations to start your week right. With your host, author, meditator and founder of Mind, Body and Spirit Entrepreneur, Rachel Thompson. Good morning, meditators, and welcome to the Mindful Mondays podcast. I am your host, Rachel, and you are listening to this week's reflection episode. So if you are new to the podcast, welcome. And the reflection episode is basically a show where we talk about some self-development or spiritual development type of concepts. Um, I pull from different resources, my own experience. I give you all maybe some action steps or some tips to really put this into action in your own life. And then in addition, there will be a guided meditation that really supports everything that we talk about today. So for today's episode, we are talking about embracing your individuality honoring your uniqueness, being you, and having no apologies about it. So like in every episode, I want to start with a quote, and I actually found two quotes, and I'm just going to read them both. They're from the same author. I authentically love me some quotes. I know a lot of you all do as well. So this is from an author, and her name is Shannon L. Alder. And the first quote, she states, One of the greatest regrets in life is being what others would want you to be rather than being yourself. And her second quote, she states, When you stop living your life based on what others think of you, your real life begins. At that moment, you will finally see the door of self-acceptance opened. And that is what I want to talk about this week. We live so much of our lives fearing how others will perceive us. We live so much of our lives censoring how we really feel, what we really think, so that we don't come off in a way that we don't want to, so that we're not judged by others. Like how much, just think now, how much of your life do you spend wondering what others are going to think of you, dressing in a way that you think will be acceptable for your job or just your life, your community. Um, Just think about maybe the car you drive or the car you want to drive, where you buy your house, the clothes that you wear, the books that you read, like everything can be influenced by us wanting to portray ourselves in a certain way. And this doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, you buy all designer clothing because you want to appear wealthy or you want to appear of a higher status. Like, I'm not only talking about that. I'm talking about, like, even in the spiritual community, do you only want to portray yourself as super spiritual? You don't want to tell people that on Friday night, sometimes you drink three glasses of wine and binge on Netflix because that's just not spiritually acceptable. You know, it it goes in all directions. And what I want to talk about in today's episode and what I want to encourage you all to do as I encourage myself at the same time is just recognize who you are, what you like, what you don't like. If you love a certain designer, rock that designer. If you want to drive a certain car or live in a certain place, then do that. There's no judgment here for what you want to do with your life or what you don't want to do with your life, as long as it is coming from an authentic place. And you know, I'm part 
joking whenever I talk about the outside appearance kind of stuff, although that is an important piece. Like, we need to be okay with what we like, what we dislike, how we want to present ourselves to the world. But more importantly, when we embrace our uniqueness, the part of us that we are embracing is that inner, true self, that divine part of us, that is separate from how we present ourselves to the world. That is a part of us who has stayed the same our entire existence, who has not been influenced by outside factors, who had the same viewpoints and the same desires no matter what happened on the outside. So if you can take some time to just think about who you have been your entire life, what has been stable, what has never changed, that is the doorway to your true self. And you know, whenever we embrace this, we are able to see what is not a part of that, what has been influenced by experiences, by patterns and habits and beliefs that are separate from who we are. So we can have parts of us that we are not okay with. And, you know, whenever I'm saying embrace your true self, you want to love who you are, but you don't have to love the parts of you that you are working to transform. You can send them love because they served a purpose at one point or another in your life, and you thought that you had to adopt certain thinking patterns, certain behaviors and habits, because whenever you initially adopted them, you thought that's what was best for you. You know, most likely as some sort of protection mechanism. And send love to that. But you don't have to say, you know what, I just judge people and that's who I am and I love myself no matter what. No, that judgment, the negativity, the bad habits, that's not part of you. So once you see those as separate, then we're a little less defensive about it. We can say, you know what, I know that my judgments are not me. This has been something I've been doing for years, and it probably came from this part of my life and this experience, and then I just reinforced it, but it's not me. And I love myself enough to work on getting rid of that part because it's not me. And all it is doing is really blocking my true nature, my true essence, from shining through. So yes, love yourself, love who you are right now, but also recognize what parts of you you don't want to own, and saying, this is something I'm working on because it is not who I truly am. So when you think about it, we spend our entire lives really comparing ourselves against other people. And it can be really frustrating when we're with other people or forced to be around other people who are so different than us. I mean, the world would be so much simpler if we were just all the same, if everybody was like me, right? So it might seem that way, but in reality, if everybody was just the same, if everybody just agreed with you, if everybody had the exact same opinions, the world would be so boring. There'd be no growth. There'd be no progress. The world needs every single one of us. We all have something so special to contribute. And if you are hiding behind a facade, then really you are just holding back your beautiful gifts from this world. 
What we tend to do instead of embracing each other's uniqueness is we allow it to irritate us. We judge others. We judge ourselves in comparison to others. We look at someone who's very different and we either say, you are super different, so you have to be wrong in some way. Either you're weird or, you know, we have fun names for weird, like eccentric, <laughs> you know, but you're, you're different than me and I don't understand it and, you know, I don't really like it. So we do that. Or we turn it back on ourselves and we internalize it. We walk into a new job, let's say, and everybody's just different than us. Maybe they dress different, they think different, whatever it is. So then we think that we're the weird ones. There must be something wrong with us. So instead of embracing our own uniqueness, instead of embracing and seeing the beauty in everybody else's uniqueness, we use this as a platform to judge. So let's just stop judging right now. (laughs) Let's try to set that intention this week instead of looking at people who are different from you. Asking yourself, how can I learn from them? What can they teach me? What is something about their difference that I find intriguing, that I find beautiful? And if we can train ourselves to look for that, just think of how much growth we can experience. Think of all the new experiences that we can have, all the new people that we can learn from, that we can talk to. Because we are not coming from a place of judgment. We are coming from a place of curiosity and yearning to learn about all of our differences. Those who are the most scared of change, the most uncomfortable around differences around people who are different than us or experiences that we are not sure about, are the least likely to grow. So if you are really on a personal development path or a spiritual development path and you are wanting to grow, then putting yourself maybe in some uncomfortable situations pushes you to grow. We never grow when we surround ourselves with people who think the same that we do, who never do anything that makes us look at our own behavior and question if we are on the right path or if we're not on the right path. Being in situations day after day, year after year that are just the same might be very comfortable. It might feel really, really good. And that is fine for For a lot of individuals out there, but I imagine if you're listening to this podcast, that's not fine for you. You are wanting to grow, and the way that we grow is embracing this change. Like I said, not judging it, but becoming curious about it and knowing that, hey, it might be uncomfortable. We might sit down and have a conversation with somebody, and we're just not connecting, and we're not in the flow But that's okay because in every single conversation, every single interaction that we have, every single experience, we can learn something. Now, that doesn't mean that that person is necessarily going to teach us something by what they say or how they act, but how we perceive that person, our thoughts, what's going on for us, that can be our lesson as we immerse ourselves in different experiences, as we allow ourselves to be around people who are different while remaining true to who we are. So let's just think now, how often do you present your authentic self to the world versus how often do you have some sort of mask or some sort of facade on? I remember going to this entrepreneur group um, full of just really wonderful people. And a lot of them were um, either like 
they had a side hustle, so it wasn't their full-time job, or many of them just wanted to start something, but they were still working the corporate jobs and everything, and there was this girl, she had this beautiful, chunky necklace on, it was just fabulous and sparkly, and I loved it, and... I complimented her on her necklace, and her response was, oh, thank you, you know, I really questioned if I should wear it to work, I didn't think it was appropriate, but then I said, you know, screw it, I'm going to do it anyway. And that made me really think, if you're going to put that much thought into a necklace, a necklace that you love, a necklace that is beautiful, you're almost not going to wear it because you are afraid that it won't be appropriate, that those you work with are going to judge you. Something as small as a necklace, then how often... Are we not being our authentic selves? Are we having an internal battle if we can be our authentic selves in many different ways? You know, a necklace is just one small example, but how often do we do it in conversations? How often do we want to say something and then we censor ourselves and we go back and forth of like, is this the right way to respond? How often do you do that with emails or text messages that it takes you a while because you're really trying to think of the perfect words to say And yes, if you want to keep your job, a lot of times you do have to conform a bit to some of the norms and some of the expectations. But I think that we do it far more than what is necessary. I know that the people that stick out the most to me that I've just come across across in my life have been the ones that have been so authentic authentic to themselves and so true to themselves. I'm like, oh my gosh, you're cool. I don't really understand you that much, but you're an awesome person. And I can appreciate that you are you and you have no apologies for it. And also, if we are in environments that don't accept us for who we are, is that really the right environment for us? Yes, we might have to be in certain jobs because we need to make money to afford to live. But if you are forced to be around people every single day who you are trying to hide your true self from, if you are in environments, maybe even with close friends or colleagues or family that you feel you cannot be yourself around, then are those experiences really good for you? And I also want to ask yourself, you know, when you're in these experiences where you feel like you have to put on a mask or a front of some sort, how much of that is really the experience versus how much of that is our own junk that's going on, our own fear of not being accepted. You know, I think a lot of this really can stem back from childhood. We all want to be accepted. We all wanted to go to school and have all the friends and be liked. And, you know, gosh, starting in elementary school a lot of times, but definitely once you started middle school and high school, kids told you that you weren't going to be accepted in their group because you weren't one of them. So a lot of us were kind of searching for, well, where am I accepted? And a lot of us molded. You know, if you want to be one of the cool kids, then you had to dress like the cool kids. You had to act like the cool kids. If you wanted to be one of the artistic kids or in the band or, you know, whatever your group was, most likely there was some molding on your part. You weren't 100% yourself. You still had some secrets that probably even your best friend didn't even know that you did. You know, maybe you're like a secret nerd, you like comic books or, you know, whatever that was, there was a part of you that you kept secret or, or there was a part of you that you eliminated, that you pushed deep down that is probably still very much a part of you, but you told yourself from a very young age that that part was not acceptable. Okay, so... 
we're not in high school anymore. At least I don't think most of the listeners are. If you are in high school, then embrace who you are. Just start it now. But, you know, a lot of us are not in high school anymore, but we still carry around those same judgments and the same thought processes that we can't be our authentic selves. But really, according to who? And who is the master judge that's saying, you can't do that, you can't like this, you better act this way, you better talk this way? There's typically not a single person who's the boss of all of us who is telling us we have to act a certain way. And to be honest, we're all walking around with a certain mask on with this facade, so we don't even know who we are interacting with. You know, we could be talking with somebody who we think is just going to judge us unless we say certain things. But what's going on for that person is they are so consumed with appearing a certain way or coming across a certain way, they don't even know who they really are. And so that brings up another point that whenever we're all walking around trying to put up a front for other people, a lot of it is just covering up some insecurities within ourselves. So why are we putting up a front For other people who, if they judge us, that judgment is not really at us. That judgment is being used to cover up their own insecurities. So who gives a flying flip if we're being judged? Being judged by who? Being judged by people that don't even know who they authentically are or don't have the bravery to step into who they are, present that to the world? Now, I know it's easier said than done, but if more of us can just walk around as we truly are, while being respectful to other people, we're not hurting anybody, but we're just saying like, hey, this is me. You know what? I don't like to do this on a Friday night. I actually like to do this. Or I like to watch these movies. I know that you all will think that those movies are stupid, but that's what I like and I'm not hurting you. So, you know, judge away. The more we can all embrace this, I mean, the world's going to be so much more interesting and less judgmental because when you come from your true self and when you stop judging yourself, you stop judging others. You can step into this world and have just a confidence about you and it won't matter what anybody else thinks. You know, I was listening to a talk by Matt Kahn, who I just found, and you know, whenever I find somebody, I love to share it with you. And he has a lot of YouTube videos, and he also is on Hay House Radio. And I forget, honestly, what talk I was listening to, but in one of his talks I found on YouTube, he was talking about how we should not care what anybody else says to us or what anybody else thinks about us because we have bullied ourselves more than anybody else will. We have said nastier things to ourselves than anybody can say to us. So why are we so scared of somebody thinking something negatively about us? If we're putting on this front, if it's constantly an internal battle of how we should act out in public, then all we're doing is talking negatively and putting ourselves down, saying that who we are authentically is not good enough. I mean, that is nastier than anybody else's judgments. Anybody else who doesn't really know us, their judgments don't matter. What matters is how we talk to ourselves how we think about ourselves. So let's work on that. Let's work on loving ourselves, being comfortable with who we are. And if you don't know who you are yet, then what an amazing journey you're about to go on. Because I encourage you to start to figure out who you are. I mean, what you really like. What was it? Wasn't that movie um, with Julia Roberts, The Runaway Bride? 
um, from, I think it was like the 90s. But anyway, she kept almost getting married and then running away. And a lot of it had to do with because she didn't know who she was. There was a scene where every single guy that she almost married, they all liked their eggs a different way. And she always said that she liked her eggs the same way as they did. You know, so when the one like scrambled, that was her favorite way, you know, hard boiled. That was her favorite way. And, you know, when she came to that realization, it was an epiphany and she realized that she didn't know who she authentically was. So how was she going to find that perfect mate for herself if she kept conforming? So how many times have you done that? How many times have you conformed for relationship, conformed for friendships? And after years of doing that, we just lose touch with what we really like, what we really want. This week, let's just focus on it. Let's first build ourselves up. I mean, this week, I want you to just be committed to saying nice things to yourself. If you think you look good in an outfit, stand by that. I look good in this outfit. And if any thought comes into, oh, what will others think? Say, I don't care because I love myself and I look good. Whenever you're in conversations, try to push yourself a little bit out of your comfort zone and say something that's truly authentic. If you have an opinion that is different than everybody else, do you have the courage to say it? If you can try to do that this week, taking these little steps are going to help build your confidence, are going to help you get back in tune with who you really are. And once you know who you really are, then you can bring your amazing gifts to this world. There can be something beautiful inside of you that you have just stifled. And the more you can embrace who you really are, the more ideas and the more intuitions and more of these gifts will be able to come up and come through you. And it can change others' lives. It can change the world. You can start a new business. You can write a book. But it all starts from knowing who you truly are, accepting who you truly are, and loving who you truly are no matter what. I want to read an excerpt now from a book that many of you may have heard of. It's called Regrets of the Dying, and this is by Bonnie Ware, and she was a hospice nurse, and she took care of a lot of patients in their final days, and she ended up writing about their top five regrets. So I'm just going to read, actually, the first regret, and I'll link to her website and the book in the show notes. People grow a lot when they're faced with their own mortality. I've learned never to underestimate someone's capacity for growth. Some changes are phenomenal. Each experienced a variety of emotions as expected, denial, fear, anger, remorse, more denial, and eventually acceptance. Every single patient found their peace before they departed, though, every one of them. When questioned about any regrets they had or anything they would do differently, common themes surfaced again and again. Here are the most common five. Number one, I wish I had the courage to live a life true to myself, not the life others expected of me. This was the most common regret of all. When people realize that their life is almost over and they look back clearly on it, it is easy to see how many dreams have gone unfulfilled. Most people had not honored even half of their dreams and had to die knowing that it was due to choices they made or not made. It is very important to try and honor at least some of your dreams along the way. From the moment that you lose your health, it is too late. 
Health brings a freedom very few realize until they no longer have it. I wanted to read from that because I think it puts it all in perspective. We had our experiences. We have our likes and our dislikes and our personality. And there is nobody else quite like you. You were given all of these things because this is part of your path. It is part of your journey. And your responsibility is to stay true to this, to learn the lessons, to grow, and to care more about who you truly are than what others might judge you on, what others might think about you. How much of our lives do we hold ourselves back? How different would our lives look if we just stopped? How different would our lives look if we took the perspective of those who she wrote about in her book? Let's not wait any longer. Let's start being true to ourselves now. And every experience that you lived so far has brought you to this very moment. Every mistake you made, every misstep that you may have taken, every good decision that you made, everything you're proud of, All of this has molded you into who you are at this very moment. Embrace this. Yes, we are all on this path of development and we're learning about ourselves and we're growing and we're changing things that don't serve us. But this does not mean that you have to wait until you think you're the perfect person to really love yourself, to embrace yourself, to bring this authentic self to the world. Do it now. This is only going to help you on your path. So you know what? I will own every mistake I've made. I will own every decision I made because it's brought me right here. I will own all my likes and dislikes and quirks. It's me. There's only one of me. What can I contribute to this world? You all have something. Don't stifle it to be like everybody else. All right, so this was a shorter episode. The meditation goes along with it. It's going to help put you in a good mindset to step into this world as your authentic self. And please remember to reach out. I'll put my contact information below. I know I don't always do that. It is on my website if you ever want to reach out, but reach out and just let me know how this experience is for you, you know, what the fears are like, and if you have any little victories of staying true to yourself. I would love to hear your journey and your story. Let's learn from each other. Let's support each other. Look for the links below. I hope you have an amazing week being your authentic self, and I will talk with you next Monday. Love and light. Thank you for listening to Mindful Mondays with Rachel, a mind, body, and spirit entrepreneur production. If you enjoyed today's episode, head over to www.mymbse.com for more free resources and trainings. Don't forget to subscribe, rate and give us a review. And join us next week for a brand new meditation and reflection.